your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line, the man come and take you away You better stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Greeting, my friends. Patrick Wood here for Technocracy News and Trends. It's been a while since we've been able to have a conversation here on this podcast. There have been a few things going on. You might have noticed we've had a great panic of 2020 now behind us. We've had vaccine mandates and passports and all kinds of activities and stuff that have taken place to turn society upside down. You know, back in January 2020, I declared that technocracy's coup d'etat was underway. I said it very clearly. The reason that I could say that was that the same people that I saw that were involved with climate alarmism back in that day had simply jumped to a parallel track and they adopted the virus as their new cause. And of course, one benefit they had by doing that was they could finally produce some dead bodies Global warming never produced any dead bodies, except for a few polar bears, maybe. But oddly enough, the polar bears are back in full strength again. They're doing just great up there in the north, the frozen north. Still frozen north, sorry, Al Gore. It's still frozen up there, and no, the ice hasn't melted. The seas haven't risen. But these crazy climate alarmism people, simply knew they needed a new cause to further their agenda. So they took up the virus, the great panic of 2020. All the policies that went with it as well. Somebody today even will still argue with me that, well, that's ridiculous. America's unique in this situation. Well, I tell you, we're not unique. This is global. Democrats don't have the power to shut the entire planet down. Sorry, that's way egotistical to even suggest that. Neither do Republicans. If you're a Democrat and you're thinking, well, the Republicans did it. No, it couldn't be. There's there's no Republicans in China. There's no Republicans in Europe. Sorry, doesn't work. It's a global issue. Global technocrats pulling the chains all over the world of countries that they have infiltrated into. America's just one of those. We're probably the last country on the face of the planet, however, that is very heavily and fully armed. The citizenry here will be a force to reckon with if anybody were to try to conquer us militarily. Or if our government ever decided that it's going to take away everything and come and confiscate all those guns, I'm afraid they're going to have some trouble. It's not going to be nearly as easy as they think. On the other hand, they said the same thing about Australia, I think. Oh, Aussies will never give up their guns. And then the government came for them and they gave them up. Now they're suffering the tyranny that comes along with that. Well, it has been a busy year. Some of it because of studies into technocracy and continuing the work of technocracy.news. But also continuing the work of Citizens for Free Speech which, as you know, some of you know, I founded in 2018 after having seen the censorship taking place 
that indicated a collusion was going on between the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world to take people out in coordination with each other. Somebody would disappear from Facebook one day, and then they disappear from Twitter the next, and then they get X'd out of the search engines on Google. This wasn't a mistake. This wasn't just coincident. But when I saw that happen, I said, here we go. That was after, by the way, that I had declared war on technocracy. Not because I'm anything special, but actually technocracy had already declared war on us. I said, we better respond. You know, there was a lot of skeptics back then that thought, oh, Pat Woods really lost his marbles now. War on technocracy, what's that? Most people didn't even understand what technocracy was back then. Well, guess what? It's catching on now. More and more investigative journalists are beginning to write about technocracy in context, I might add, with everything that I've been saying for many years now about the historical roots of technocracy back in the 1930s, about its modern establishment with the likes of the Trilateral Commission back in the early 1970s, with the implementation of Agenda 21 policies of the United Nations, started in 1992 in Rio de Janeiro. All of those things are now seen, are being seen by investigative journalists around the world. There's writers in Europe, South Africa, Australia, Asia, and certainly in the United States, and some in Canada, that have really picked up on this thread. They understand that they're getting it now. They're starting to get it. It's still a a very small effort compared to the overall picture. But it is a breath of fresh air on one hand that there are more people getting it. It's not just me saying this now. Lots of people are getting it. And ever since the great panic of 2020 started last year, we can see technocracy's coup d'etat unfolding day by day. It's getting worse. And in some places, it's turning violent, as you know. If you've been watching any videos at all coming from Australia, you've seen pictures of otherwise innocent and normal-looking people knocked to the ground by the police for not wearing a mask or for being more than a block away from their home or something during a lockdown. Slammed to the ground, handcuffed, perp-walked, carried away to jail, who knows what happens to them then? They face massive fines. And things are happening in Europe as well. People getting shot in some places with rubber bullets and tear gas. And man, the citizens of the world are still just reeling from all of these things and how fast it came on. And it's coming on fast here. Today, I want to talk about censorship more particularly. The First Amendment says Congress shall make no law. And then it goes on to talk about the five different aspects of the First Amendment. Free speech is one of them. Practice of religion is another one. Exercise of religion. Freedom of the press is another one. The freedom to assemble peaceably, I might add, is another. And the right to ask the government for a redress of our grievances. All five things are under intense, immense attack 
And when it says Congress shall make no law, it basically tells Congress, keep your stinking hands off the First Amendment. You have no right under any circumstances to get in the way of expression of religion or free speech or freedom of the press or the right of people to assemble peaceably. Now, rioting, of course, no. You can't get together to riot. Destroy property, kill people, no. Well, I guess our government kind of does that, don't they? You you give them a pass. But otherwise, constitution-loving, First Amendment-loving people who want to express themselves are now being branded as criminals. This is not good. It's not going in a good direction. The, the, The technocrats of the world have implemented their policies all around the world, but in particular in America, to kill a First Amendment free speech. And I'll reiterate, every revolution in history has first shut down free speech. They have to do this because they need control of the propaganda engine for that society. And in America, it seems that they already have it, but it's just getting worse and worse because now the full force of the government is coming behind the attack on the First Amendment. It leaves me speechless, quite honestly. It's, it's inconceivable that this could happen in America. But I'll tell you what, it had better be a wake-up call for Americans to take this seriously and to roll up their sleeves and get ready to rumble because it's going to get worse. I'm going to give you three incidences just in the last month or two that will drive this point home. You can go read about them in detail. I'm not going to explain them all because you've probably already seen them in the news, at least. On September 23rd, 2021, broadcast journalist Steve Bannon, he hosts the War Room on America's Voice, by the way, was charged with contempt of Congress after he refused to respond to a congressional subpoena. That subpoena requested that he turn over privileged documents that would reveal his journalistic sources. And he said no. He would not do that. Not willing to participate, not going to come to Congress and talk and whatever, give them anything they want. And I might add that there have been many people that have been subpoenaed by Congress for various things that basically told Congress to stick it. Congress never did anything about it. It's just like, well, oh well. You know, we ask them to come. They don't want to come. Okay, fine. Not Bannon. They pursued it. They pressed charges against him. A warrant was issued for his arrest. And just this last week, he actually surrendered himself to federal authorities. He pled not guilty in the meantime, said, I will not comply, and I'm not guilty of anything. And uh, so he's in for a battle now. But you see, they're after information they don't have. And they're going to get it out of them, they think. I know Steve a little bit, by the way. And, well, they've touched the honey badger now. Let them reap the rewards of that. It's going to be an interesting battle on his part. But this is a blatant attack on the First Amendment. Congress demanding to see documents of a valid broadcast journalist 
Every journalist in America should have stood up right then and said, Congress, you need to just shut up and sit down. Quit doing this stuff. Can't have it. Well, then on November 6, 2021, the FBI raided the homes of several investigative journalists affiliated with Project Veritas. You know, James O'Keefe, that guy, the guy that does camera operation, sting operations on people high up in various things around the country, totally embarrassing them along the way and, you know, revealing the fraud of their activities, those sorts of things. Yep, Project Veritas. The FBI swatted them, bunches, a bunch of them, as a matter of fact, including James O'Keefe. Interestingly enough, they apparently did not swat the offices of Project Veritas, only the people at home. They claimed that they were looking for a diary that was allegedly stolen from President Biden's daughter, whose name is Ashley Biden, by the way. She's not a child. She's fully grown. But she lost her diary. She said, then she said somebody stole it. Other people said, well, they found it at, you know, some place where she had been doing drug rehab or something. Who cares about Ashley Biden's diary? I can't imagine anybody in the world cares. And if it was really stolen, there's local police to take care of things like that. If they thought that, that any one of the Project Veritas people might have stolen it, they could have just gone and knocked on the door and asked him, did you steal Ashley Biden's diary? But no, the FBI had to come in with battering rams, AR-15s, guns, body armor, helmets, flashlights, you know, that shine enough to blind a person when they're spotted into their eyes. The only crime that was mentioned in the Project Veritas raid is contained in the search warrant was something called a misprision of felony, which is something I actually have some knowledge of. A misprision of felony is a charge where if you have observed a felony taking place somewhere and you did not report it to the police or to a judge or to a, another governing authority, and that person that committed the crime was later convicted of a felony. They were taken to jail, in other words, and put in trial. And, that, yep, you committed a felony. You're guilty. At that point, if they come back to you and you had seen that felony taking place, but you did not report it, they said, well, you're guilty of misprision of felony. So we're going to charge you separately on this charge. You weren't involved in the crime. You just observed it. You saw it. You just happened to be in that place at the wrong time. You saw it, didn't report it. You're guilty, potentially, of misprision, a felony. Now, so far, nobody's really ever been charged and proven guilty of misprision, a felony. There are a few isolated cases around the country, however, usually very minor. But this is a completely spurious charge 
meaningless charge to be leveled at anybody with Project Veritas because it does not say that they actually committed a crime whatsoever. And nobody had been convicted of a felony because they don't even know that the, the diary was really stolen in the first place. Okay, so the federal court subsequently was asked to bar the FBI from reading the contents of the telephones, the smartphones that were confiscated from Project Veritas journalists. And it was pretty clear that they were looking for information far beyond Ashley Biden's diary. They wanted to see what donors were giving money to Project Veritas. They wanted to see the sources of other investigations being conducted by Project Veritas, which were contained on their phones. I hope they were encrypted, but even if they weren't, a federal judge weighed in on it and says, nope, you over there at the FBI, you keep your hands off those smartphones and do not access any of the data on those smartphones. Whether the FBI complied or not, I don't know. We may never know. But this was an egregious attack on the First Amendment, pure and simple. They were after them to intimidate them, just like they're attempting to intimidate Steve Bannon. Well, I got news for him with, uh, yeah, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. They're not going to intimidate them. They're fearless, absolutely fearless. So they may be the second honey badger that uh, the FBI has gotten a hold of. I hope they have a, a way to secure all these honey badgers because there's probably more to come. Well, on November 16th, just um, a couple of days ago, the FBI raided in SWAT team style the home of a Colorado mother who had been leading a, a, a protest against local school boards over critical race theory and mandates that require students to wear masks and take vaccinations. She's a fearless mom, I have to say. Articulate, passionate, fully dedicated to the cause. She's pretty fed up quite honestly. She is also involved in protest over voter integrity issues. Now, who hasn't been upset about that? That's another issue. But um, being involved in protests and going and speaking before school board meetings and things like that, that's no crime. You know what? And she wasn't charged with any crime either. And her entire family was terrorized in the process. They broke down the door grabbed her 18-year-old daughter and drug her around up, up the stairs anyway. Absolutely terrorized her family. Caused a lot of physical damage, too. The door is going to cost several hundred dollars, if not thousands of dollars, to put back together. So far, there's been no apologies issued whatsoever. And this Colorado mom is speaking out now. She's been on a couple of national uh, broadcasts telling her story. I hope it goes everywhere. I hope people wake up and see what's going on here. But this woman was being intimidated. It's like, hey, woman, shut up. Quit that protest. Quit telling your school board that CRT is evil. Quit telling your school board that mask mandates on children are child abuse. 
but telling your school board that mandated vaccinations are not constitutional. All of these things add up, I guess, enough to where the FBI decided they're going to just take a little trip out to Colorado and go bust her door down. Well, I have to say they did knock first, she said. And she didn't know who it was. She kind of got a little bit scared, thought maybe it was some neighborhood kids or something playing a prank. And when she figured out it was the FBI, then they decided just to bust through the door and come in and stormtroop her house. They put her in handcuffs, by the way. And they did eventually let her go. They had nothing to charge her with. This is pure intimidation of free speech and the First Amendment. Now, all three of these examples, there's plenty more, but these three in particular, they involve the use of force. They involve the misuse of the legal force that the government has. And every single one of them is just head-shaking. You can't grasp what these people are doing. This is the tip of the spear. I am afraid it's going to get worse, not better, in time. It's going to depend on what Americans do to block these types of things from happening in their community. Now, I want to tell you one way to do this. Let's take the case of the Colorado mom. If in her county there had been a constitutional sheriff elected to office who understood his constitutional rights, the powers that he has to enforce constitutional rights, at least in his county, and one that knew in advance that the FBI was coming, he would have had to have told the FBI, put them on notice, if you ever are going to conduct a raid in my county, you come to me first to get authority to do so. That's the right of the sheriff and responsibility to do. If the FBI had come to him and said, we're raiding the home of this lady, and we just want to tell you that uh, we'll be there, we're going to have guns and apply force and all those sorts of things, the sheriff at that point could tell the FBI, you are not going to raid the home of that Colorado mom. And if you do, I will arrest you all for contempt against this county. And the FBI would have had to walk away. The federal government, when properly confronted by a constitutional sheriff, has no automatic authority to do anything within a county that violates constitution. And the county sheriff is the last remaining office elected office in the land that can put a stop to it. They can and they should. Well, that didn't happen in this case. Wherever the sheriff was of that county, he was probably still sound asleep. Who knows? I have no idea where he was. But he wasn't doing his job. But this is pure intimidation. Americans cannot and must not stand for this. This is so wrong on multiple counts. And I would remind you that the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law. Doesn't that imply 
the execution and enforcement of a law? Yes, it does. Because laws are made to be enforced. I can't find a law on the books anywhere, specifically, that says the FBI has the right to do these sorts of things. They probably think they do, but I don't know. But Americans need to stand up and say no more. Put a stop to it. Technocracy's coup d'etat is in full force. Only the people of America and the people of the world can stop it. I'm Patrick Wood, Technocracy News and Trends. We'll catch you next time.